Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 45 of Be With Me in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Listen with me and then we'll uh, discuss this. I'm going to call today uh, Spend and, and Be Spent. Because Paul says, I will most gladly spend and be spent for your souls. All right, so he's kind of wrapping up the book of 2 Corinthians. This is the end of chapter 12, verse 11. He says, I've been a fool. You forced me to do it. I ought to have been commended by you, for I was not at all inferior to these super apostles. These were the guys that weren't super and weren't apostles, even though I am nothing. The signs of a true apostle were performed among you with utmost patience, with signs and wonders and mighty works. For in what you were less favored than the rest of the churches, except I myself did not burden you, forgive me this wrong. Here for the third time I'm ready to come to you, and I will not be a burden, for I seek not what is yours, but you. For children are not obligated to save up for their parents, but parents for their children. And here's verse 15, the concluding verse for today. I will most gladly spend and be spent for your souls. So Paul starts by saying, I am nothing. So he says in 1 Corinthians 15, a couple of uh, pages back, in a, in a different letter, 1 Corinthians 15:10, that he is the least of the apostles and, and he's unworthy uh, of the office because he persecuted the church. Now, that's a specific kind of incident, but every line, if I'm exaggerating a little bit, but every line in the book of 2 Corinthians reeks of humility. And why is that? Paul in 2 Corinthians 10, 1 says, I entreat you by meekness and gentleness of Christ. Remember, we talked about Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer guy, and sometimes the dogs who have lost their way and have forgotten who they are, sometimes will only listen to whispers. And so the meekness and gentleness of Christ is a way into people's souls. It It's the time when people kind of let their guard down in a good way and receive the, the gentleness of Christ. So Caesar Milan did it with dogs, and Paul does it with, uh, with the uh, Corinthians. And then he, he refers again to the super apostles, and he has been... Uh, been the anti-super apostle. He's he's been uh, condemning these guys because they're disguised apostles. They're deceitful workmen. He describes them as actually like Satan and of Satan's service, and uh, they have been beguiling these these Corinthians and peddling the peddling a false gospel for money. They've been impostors. So he's come against these super apostles in every way possible. And he says here in verse 12, the signs of a true apostle were performed among you with utmost patience. So the one I want to emphasize today is this patience, this endurance, this affliction, um, of ha- uh, enduring affliction and maintaining the truth all along. <clears throat> okay, then in verse 14, a couple of highlight lines. I seek not what is yours. And it's funny because uh, 2 Corinthians is actually a book that is known for uh, the topic of giving. And giving is a cheerful giver and giving proportionally and on the first day of the week. <clears throat> and Paul says, this isn't giving to me, though. 
Um, even though I deserved it, I, I'm not seeking what is yours. I'm not seeking your stuff. I'm not seeking your money. In fact, I've taken money off the table. I've supplied my needs from other people, other churches in Macedonia. So there's nothing between you and me and the gospel. We have a clear highway, and it's not contaminated, if you will, by, by, by money. So I seek not what is yours. You can definitely say that to them. Uh, but I seek you. And he's, he's, his heart is evident here in the book of 2 Corinthians. He says in 6.11 that our heart is wide open to you, and you should have the same heart towards me, which they don't exactly. I'm thinking about this uh, appearance and which way the arrow points. So Paul says, Paul says, I am I I don't seek what is yours. So if you think about Paul on one side and the group of Corinthians on the other, he's not asking for anything from the from the Corinthians. The arrow doesn't point from the Corinthians to the to Paul. The arrow points from Paul to the Corinthians. And this is like a parental um, uh, love. He's d- described this uh, one page back in 2 Corinthians uh, 11, 28, and 29. And apart from other things, there's this daily pressure of my anxiety for all the churches. Who is weak and I am not weak? Who is made to fall and I am not indignant? That is, I was thinking about the kid at the bus stop. We talked about that. Um, and who is made to fall and I am not indignant? Who is weak and I am not weak? Who's been hurt or had their hat stolen at the bus stop and the parent hasn't felt it? And that's the that's the passion that Paul brings to this. As I don't want what is yours. I want you. I seek you. I'm treating you like a parent. I seek and want what is best for you at any cost to me. And then he uses this this analogy. He says, for children are not obligated to save up for their parents. Of course not. It's the parents that give their hearts and soul and everything, including their money. So who buys dinner after church? It's it's always the, the parent. Who pays for the shoes? It's always the parent. And Paul is saying, that's how I am with you. Is I'm And I'm glad to do it. He says, verse 15, I will most gladly spend and be spent. So I will most gladly spend money and then spent, be spent, and that is the gift of myself. What would you spend for your own soul? And the answer, of course, is everything. And then Paul is saying here is, I value your soul so much that I'm spending myself, I'm spending money, and then I'm going to spend my, my myself. So we see here this great characteristics of apostle, not the least of which is nothingness and patience. And think about your pastors today. Think about your elders. Have they demonstrated this characteristic that I will gladly spend and be spent for your souls? I have examples in my life of pastors that have done that, and I am so appreciative. And secondly, think about the people. Uh, Do you have people around you that you're fellowshipping with that are ready ready to, and also currently demonstrating this concept of spending and being spent for the the other people's souls, that they understand the value of others' souls so much that they know that it's worth spending for and that they're willing to gladly spend their money and be spent for the souls of others, just like Paul. Let's go and spend and be spent for the souls of others today. Thank you for listening.